Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Monday, January 23rd episode edition of The Elephants in a Room. And we finally took our tree down. It was a it was a process. It was a process. Every year, I swear, I'm not going to leave it up that long, so there aren't needles everywhere. And every mm-hmm. year, here we are. And every year, here we are. It just stays up and up and up and up, and all of a sudden, it's like, no, wait, seriously, no, we need to get rid of it because it's February next week, mm-hmm. and because the <clears throat> uh, pickup zones are closing around us, and luckily, we do have some still open because there are other people like us who have just been lazy about it. Now, in fairness, I will say, we have an excuse for two weekends because we had family visit, like, right after Christmas. So, you know, you just kind of keep the Christmas vibe going. This is true, but we could have done it last weekend. Yeah, could have done it sooner. But there's something, you know, I'll just say this. One of the great feelings at the start of the Christmas season is that first morning... It's cold. It's dark because the sun's not up yet when you're getting up in the winter. And you kind of you fumble through the house and you click on the tree. And I always try to keep everything dark. And so there's just the tree lighting up everything. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's okay that it's cold and dark and miserable out because it's Christmas. <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, I got to tell you, if you are not a fan of Joe Biden, then every day has been feeling like Christmas these days because every day it seems we have another story which forces the media and thus forces half of the country that wasn't paying attention during the election Um forces him to realize what an incompetent boob Joe Biden is. And the big story over the weekend is that, or what the White House wanted the big story over the weekend to be was that Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, is going to be stepping down from his post, and he's going to be replaced by the COVID czar, Jeff Zients. Zients, like science. Zients, Zients, Zients. That's the pronunciation that Politico provided me this morning biden wanted that to be the story well they want that to be the story because what they don't want the story to be was that the fbi on last friday uh and this was what came out on saturday afternoon a little saturday afternoon news dump in the middle of the nfl playoffs in the middle of ron Klain stepping down is that the fbi spent 13 hours searching joe biden's wilmington home 
and came up with six more classified documents that were not supposed to be there. Mm. Now, my first takeaway when I saw this on Saturday was, I cannot believe how bad Joe Biden's lawyers are covering for their client. Because <laughs> the Department of Justice, they've, they've had, remember, let's remember the timeline that we went over on a previous show. November 2nd was when the first documents were found. So since November 2nd, Joe Biden's cleaning crew has had a chance to clean up anything that would be really, 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 really bad to have around. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. We're doing scrapbooking for Christmas. We're going to go through all of these boxes. Anything marked classified, hand over to Grandpa, okay? And then we're going to play the Shredder game, okay? But, and this is really my takeaway is that, and, 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 I'm not trying to make light of, of this because it is a serious situation given the fact that the Penn Biden Center is almost exclusively funded by communist Chinese. So this is a national security matter. We know that the Biden family has peddled their last name to make a buck in China, in Ukraine, in other parts uh, places around the world. So we do know that it's possible they might ha they ha they could be peddling information as part of their business deals. Almost oh, definitely. Um, and given the fact that the documents actually weren't always secured at the Penn Biden Center, they were at a separate location in Chinatown before even making it there. The fact that they were outside of any class, uh, you know, any uh, secure areas is 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 a no no to begin with. But the fact that I mean, it seems like there's. They've been just making their way around D.C., just bar hopping. You know, they're like a 23-year-old. They're like a 23-year-old working on the hill, just just going from apartment to apartment, roommate to roommate to roommate, trying to try to make it, you know, survive on the uh, congressional staffer salary. <laughs> and that's what Joe Biden. How that's how Joe Biden treats classified information. You know, he just treats it as just an just another another piece of furniture that you you got to move. Um, and. But as I said, my main takeaway from this, you know, real whole whole saga now is that there's just such a level of arrogance in everything that Team Biden does. It's this, and it goes back to the story that we talked about last week, the Anita Dunn uh, New York Times story about how the Biden team just assumed that they would get away with it. They would just assume if they handed things over and the Department of Justice would be like, okay, cool, thanks, and just sweep it under the rug and not do anything. That people, that, the, that, that it would never get out into the open. They just assumed that the conditioning that we talked about that we're subjected to throughout our entire life, that that would kick in and people will go, it's Joe Biden. It's Amtrak. Track Joe. He was honest about it. Wink, wink. We'll just, uh, we'll, we're just gonna let this slide because if we don't, it's, um, it's gonna look really bad for him. And we want Joe Biden to stay in power because he allows us to target Republicans and go after all of the people that we don't like. Um. So it is shocking that it that it did end up getting leaked, but but that arrogance and that just they were just they just assumed the deep state would take care of everything for them. 
and somewhere along the line, there was a fly in the ointment, as they say. I mean, I think the saddest thing is that the worst that ever happens to these people is they get some bad press. Yeah. And that's it. It's not like they're going to go to jail. It's not yeah. like they're going to get thrown out of office. No. Nope. Nothing ever happens. No, 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 no. They're still... They're, yeah, not, that's the thing is that... And, and we were talking about this. What's really going to come out of this? Right? What's going to happen? Nothing. What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen to Joe Biden. No one... Joe Biden's not going to get in trouble. No one on his team is going to get in trouble. And the same thing with Trump, too. Right? Trump's not actually going to get in trouble over this. Right? They thought they had a way to make his 2024 run a little bit more painful for him. Um, but in reality, it turns out that the incompetent boob on their team um, has found himself in the exact same uh, predicament. <laughs> and, and actually a predicament that, that we said was, uh, you know, is actually different and actually should, puts Joe Biden in, in a pretty bad light because he wasn't even supposed to be in... in, in he wasn't... He didn't... He wasn't powerful enough to be to be handling these documents. Well, what's interesting to me is, especially in politics, I just don't think there are ever any anything such as a coincidence. So no. they got Trump. Someone must have felt that that was unfair or just a ridiculous way to handle elections. So they're like, well, I know Biden's got it too. So I'm just going to release that so that it's a moot point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I or mean, so I don't know. I just don't believe that like they just two totally separate incidents had nothing to do with each other. I don't buy it. Well, yeah, I definitely think that there was someone and this is the great thing about, you know, having having being in charge of the executive branch and winning the White House is that you end up getting to put a couple of friend you end up getting to place friendlies who get to hire friendlies into into the Department of Justice and I'm sure it there was it was a Trump friendly along the way. That got word that uh, Joe Biden had things and uh, went to CBS News with it. I believe CBS News was the first one to uh, to report the story. Um, so, so I think you're 100. I mean, you're definitely 100 percent right that this is how the game this is how the game is played. If you find something damaging about your enemy, you you find a sympathetic ear to feed it to in the media, and um, and you got to make sure you have your ducks in a row. I mean, look what happened. Look what happened with that, that, that fat, stupid whistleblower with that whole Ukraine thing. Here's a guy whose only beef with, 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 whose beef with President Trump was that he disagreed with President Trump's foreign policy. So he was able to find a sympathetic ear in the media somewhere to say, hey, we need to really make a big deal out of this. Find a sympathetic ear in Congress. Oh, we're going to make a big deal out of this. It's the biggest nothing burger of all time, that Ukraine phone call. It was absolutely useless. It's just a, it was a run-of-the-mill phone call. You know, but, but you're, you know, you just, <clears throat> you end up putting political allies, when you get to be in charge of things, you get to put political allies in places where they can sit and they can sit and they can sit. And when it's time to strike, they strike. And um, thank goodness, thank goodness we had someone. It seemed, I, would, I would assume, to your point, that we have someone, that there was a friendly in the Department of Justice that got wind of this and, uh, like I said, decided to, be, decided, decided to be the stick in the mud. <laughs> Which is um, which is a nice uh, nice thing to see. 
Um, Aretha Franklin, nice knowing you. I'm sorry, Aretha Franklin's Did she alive. Die? Alive. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. I didn't want to cause uh, cause any concern. Aretha Franklin's alive, but her song "Natural Woman" um, is offensive. Because there's now no such thing as a natural woman, or a natural woman by Aretha Franklin. So I, I, I'm pulling up the lyrics to it now. But here we go. The Norway-based Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance, the TCMA. That's how I know them. The TCMA. This is a group with 1,000 followers on Twitter, by the way. Of course. A group started this year and has since made its presence known with a series of polarizing posts on social media. Aretha Franklin's 1968 song, Natural Woman, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. There is no such thing as a natural woman. This song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. TCMA is requesting that it is removed from Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking at the lyrics of A Natural Woman, and there's nothing in it that, um, there's nothing in it that talks about the, uh, you know, the biology of a woman. There's nothing in it that would indicate that, uh, uh, Aretha wasn't a trans Oh. You make me feel like a natural woman. You would think that this could be maybe, you know, a trans anthem. Hot take. There we go. Right? Looking at it, I think these people got it backwards. Um, I know that was an abrupt change from talking about Joe Biden, but, I mean, really, all we do on this show is just cover completely idiotic and stupid things that liberals are doing. And... Um, and I just got an absolute, this was actually the first news story that I saw this morning when I woke up. Not, not the chief of staff stuff, not, um, not anything that Joe Biden had been, other things that Joe Biden had been doing with his spare time. No, it was, uh, it was that it was time to get rid of uh, Aretha Franklin. That was the, uh, the first thing I saw. The second thing that I saw, which um, uh, I was uh, looking at is the of course the reaction to the the mass shooting in california this past weekend how could that happen they don't allow guns there well that's first first of all that's a great question katie that's great uh, how could how could there be guns in gavin in a state that gavin newsom is governor of yeah that just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense to me um but needless to say what was the immediate reaction that that those the politic this goes back to folks and I'll repeat this maybe on every show until we stop doing this, but if you ever want to figure out who the liberal is in a group of people, find the miserable person, right? Even during, even during these senseless tragedies like these mass shootings, most people go, oh my gosh, I hope, people, I hope everyone's okay. I hope the information that we're getting is wrong. I just hope that it is not what we're seeing, right? That's 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 like the initial like I hope that this uh, that I'm I'm reading this incorrectly and I hope that everyone's okay. And then you have the militant left. 
that immediately politicizes it and immediately makes it about whitey. It's got to be a white man who does this, right? Chuck Schumer. I'm heartbroken by the news of the shooting in Monterey Park amid Lunar New Year celebrations. I'm praying for the victims, their families, first responders. We must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads. Adam Schiff, a horrific example of needless gun violence with bigotry towards AAPI individuals as a possible motive. Our community is shattered. It was your community. And it's a tale as old as time how ghoulish. Is that a word, ghoulish? I don't know. like Probably. Ghoulish. Well, they're ghouls. Why else would you immediately take a tragedy and go, okay, let's try to, let's try to, let's try to figure out how I can score political points on this one? How can I score political points? Well, this must be about bigotry. Well, I can score that intersectional point. Um, you know, obviously, and, and like I said, and like you said, Katie, I just don't understand how this could happen in California. Um, in all, in all serious, it, 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 it looks to be, it doesn't seem like there was a motive. The person who did it was a 72 year old Asian man. Um, um, he was, he was luckily, there were two people there who were able to disarm him and prevent him from going actually into another area to open fire again. So there were, there were a bunch of lives that, that were saved, um, by some people jumping in. Um, they disarm him without having any guns of their own. They did actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They were able to. Um, you know, sometimes that, sometimes that stuff happens, you know, gun jams or something and people are able to, you know, wrestle it away and the guy ran for it and got into his car and, uh, and took off. Um, you know, and it is really one of those senseless tragedies, but it's just another reminder that you can never let your guard down when it comes to liberals. You can never let your guard down. Never think, never, you can't, you can never cede ground to the left. Because it's ground you're never going to get back. It's the same thing with an expenditure program in the government. When was the last time the government shut down a, a program that was handing out free money to people? You know, that was put in the law. It doesn't. It's not going to happen. It's not going to We've been talking about trying to reform Social Security forever. Right? The only science that we deny in a country, in, our, in this country, is that people are living longer than they did in 1930s when Social Security started. Right? Social Security, the point of Social Security wasn't to be a retirement plan. It was meant to be, in case of emergency, break glass. Right. That's a, but, anyways, getting off topic. Getting, 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 getting way, way, way off topic. But the, the, the point being there is that the left is always going to look for opportunities to take any sort of senseless tragedy, tragedy or any sort of event and try to make up ground. And that's why you're just unable to, we just, you can never give up ground in this battle. And, um, um, and this is just a, just another reminder that, um, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the event. They're always scheming because that's how their mind works. It's very warped. Very warped way of uh, of um, of going through uh, of going through life, 
Did you want to chat about AI? Do we want to move AI to another episode? We can move it to another episode. I think we should move it to another episode. M&Ms, kill the spokes candies. Did you see this? Oh, the little talking candies are no more? Yep. Why, were they offensive? So or they people didn't changed... want to eat the candy? So my understanding is that they changed some of the outfits and they changed how some of the candies look. And Tucker Carlson did a segment on it. Um, um, he panned them as deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Um, ben Shapiro dropped a rant mocking women as guzzling down M&Ms while they are lonely in their apartment with your wine and your cat and asked if the all-female packaging would cost 77 cents on the dollar. <laughs> So I guess this was like a, a, a thing. Yeah, this was uh, January 21st. So this was uh, Friday. Fox News host Tucker Carlson ripped the maker of M&Ms for making the candy less appealing on Friday after the company announced, oh, this is last year, announced it would retool its ads to be more gender inclusive. Oh, so that's what it is. <clears throat> Bet you didn't think M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing those changes on the screen. The green M&M you'll notice is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&Ms, we all win when we see more women in leading roles. <laughs> Carla Carlson further stated that leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier, the better. <laughs> The other big change is that the brown M&M has transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels, also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you are totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So, <laughs> apparently, so this is how M&M's responded, essentially a year later, it seems. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about breaking together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we are now to introduce, and we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. Does that mean we don't get the Santa Claus Christmas ad anymore? Probably. That's been running for years. Yeah. They do exist. Mm. He does exist. It's polarizing. So yeah, apparently. So so, anyways. So uh, th this has been one of the big news stories today about the M and M's changing their uh, spokes can getting rid of the spokes candies. A friend of mine and I were chatting about this earlier, and he sent me a story claiming that this is all to distract from the real story. M and M Mars Incorporated and Trader Joe's are being sued for unsafe levels of heavy metals in their dark chocolate. Ew. Yeah, so I think the Mars company, owners of the M&M, are distracting from the heavy metal lawsuit Oof. by uh, tearing your attention to the spokes candies and Maya Rudolph. Interesting theory. Just like the Biden, just like the Biden administration is trying to trying to distract you 
with chief of staff and personnel movements and look over there at Donald Trump. Don't mind what we're doing over here in Wilmington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's the food story that I, that's the, that's really the food story that I have today. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask me like, what's my favorite M&M or something. What is your favorite M&M? So. Favorite kind of M&M. For a long time, it was mini M&M's. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. I, and a quick story. Our first Valentine's Day, our first Valentine's Day, you always think, and I was not a Casanova. So, but any, so I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't really know totally what to do here. And, um. So it's like chocolates, you know, that's the thing. And Katie's like, and I was like, you want chocolates? Katie's like, no, I like M&M mini. It's like, you get chocolate M&M mini. So I went and got her loads of M&M minis, one of the Valentine's <laughs> gifts. But continue. I cut you off rudely. You, you also got me personalized M&Ms one time. I did. With our faces on it, I think. That was mm-hmm. cute. Um, so I think it's a minis. In recent years, I've really liked the peanut butter M&Ms, which I never Those are really good. used to eat. Um, but now I'm kind of dwindling off those and i think i need to pick up some minis i haven't had those in a long time minis would be solid what is what's your favorite the crunchy ones are underrated Mm. um the peanut butter ones i was never really exposed to i like those i like those more than like the m&m peanut yeah i don't like the m&m peanut yeah um, that's like a i'm desperate for chocolate i guess i'll go for this kind of move it's the only thing left yeah (laughs) i like nuts and i like chocolate i just for some reason you know it doesn't do it for me but yeah the yeah. crunchy ones the, the the minis the minis i like but i always end up seeing how many of them i can fit in my mouth in the little <laughs> tubes like seeing, you know so it always goes quickly because i'm trying to see if i could fit the whole tube i haven't had minis in my mouth oh well maybe you should stop doing that well that's like saying stop being a boy <laughs> well if you've already done it before then you know you can do it so next time you can probably doesn't make it them. does it does it make it any less special okay subsequent times um no, I think the M&M, the crunchy M&Ms, those are, uh, um, they're, they're, they're an underrated, they're an underrated M&M that I enjoy. Um, yeah. And just a good old regular M&M. There's nothing wrong with the regular M&Ms. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what a mini is. Just a smaller version of the regular. Okay. Reese's Pieces are M&Ms. I thought you said Reese's Pieces are M&Ms and I was like. Okay, we having a sandwich hot dog debate. Uh, <laughs> Reese's, I mean, I don't know. M&M's are like my traditional, like I never used to eat Reese's. And then I ate, started eating Reese's later in life. And I do really like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it has to be the Reese's cup, I would pick M&M's. But if it's the Reese's like pumpkins, trees, those types, mm-hmm. then I'd probably pick those ones. And the Reese's Pieces, the heart, the little candies. Oh, I don't like the Reese's Pieces as much, I don't think, as M&M's. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I was going to say, I pick Reese's Pieces over M&M's. Yeah, that, that tracks. Mm-hmm. But you really like Reese's, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I, was, I grew up in a Reese's family, for sure. Yeah. Definite Reese's family. Um, I think that's really all I have to cover. I was going to... I mean, really, other than Joe Biden trying to cover things up, the M&M's, and Aretha, Manchin might run for president as an independent. Yeah, that's the other big thing. So so I guess that this is what we'll finish on. The RNC 
the Republicans were picking our RNC chair this week. Oh, getting rid of the old one. And well, so so that's Ron, Ronna McDaniel, Romney McDaniel. She's the current. She's this is she would be this would be like her fifth term or something like that, fourth or fifth term. Uh, she's running Harmeet Dillon. She's running and Mike Lindell. My pillow, Mike Lindell is running. Oh. And have, what is the requirement to like be the chair? Is there any requirement? <laughs> There's you probably I mean you, have, you, you, you end up getting you have to get someone? yeah, I mean you have to just get all these state Republican people to vote for you and whatnot and, and back your candidacy and all people who are, you know, involved with the Republican Party across the country. That's what it is. I mean it's really just it's a fundraising gig. That's what it is. The RNC's fundraising gig. It's really not that big of a fundraising gig because when you look at elections, it's it it doesn't it, it plays a little bit of a role when it comes to the presidential stuff for sure, but really it doesn't play that much of a role in Congress because that's the NRCC. The NRSC is for the Senate. The RGA is for the governors. So the RNC is really just a big national. We put on events. Their event planning service. We got to put it in a convention. You know, it's so great. They'll have one. They'll have one every four years. Uh, but it's fundraising. It's fundraising. Making sure that there's money. It's making sure that there's. It's making sure that there's money so that there's infrastructure in place. So really, it's 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 really finding the most conservative fundraiser. Best the best conservative fundraiser is really what we want in the position. Okay. So. Um, who knows how it's going to break? I really don't know. It also, it also, like I said, I don't think it's the most important position in the world. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. But if I had to, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that Rana's going to win again. She's going to get it again. Yeah. That's it. I can't. This, this is like. It's the inside. You see, it's just inside. I just feel like that that is my nightmare, having to go beg people for money. Like, no, it's thank you. It's a terrible you. job. Yeah. It's a no. terrible job. So, um, but anyways, we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. We're going to be back Wednesday. We're going to chat probably about AI. I'm going to guess that Joe Biden's going to do something incredibly stupid between now and then. Probably. And, um... I'm sure we'll find another another food story. Yeah. Um, we'll see when we do our uh, Elephants in Corporate America segment. Ooh, yes. And you have your segment you do. What is that called? Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. You'll hear us on Wednesday. See ya. Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton.
I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. <laughs>